everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of the Luna's Galaxy podcast. My name is Emmy, but you can also call me Luna, and I'll be the host of this show. The Luna's Galaxy podcast goes live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcast services on Tuesday every two weeks. For this episode, we have three segments, gaming news, what I've been playing, and questions. Before we get started, if you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I very much appreciate it. Also, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe um, to my YouTube channel, comment on the video, like the video. Um, I really appreciate it. Also, there will be a new video on my YouTube channel soon about the Hidden Bats ARG. Um, I am hoping, fingers crossed, for it to be up on Wednesday. I wanted to put it out today, which is Monday, the day that I'm recording, but I don't think that's going to happen because it's a lot of work and I think it's going to be a really long video. Um, So yeah, at this point, (laughs) I am hoping for that video to be out on Wednesday before the release of Nirvana Initiative. It is going to be everything you need to know about the Hidden Bats ARG. It is very comprehensive. It has all the information you need about the Hidden Bats ARG. If you have not been keeping up with it or if you want to review before the game comes out, whatever. (laughs) Um, I'm hoping to have that out by Wednesday. So yeah. (laughs) But anyway, let's get right into the gaming news. So E3 is set to return in 2023. So there was no E3 this year. There was Summer Games Fest and it kind of felt like E3, even though it also didn't really feel like E3. It it felt more messy and not as good this year, Um, but it's going to be returning in 2023. So I believe it was 2020 and now 2022 where we have not had an E3. Last year we had just a digital E3 and it, w- it was okay. I don't remember it that well. I think it was a bit underwhelming for a lot of people. And next year's E3 is set to return to be digital and in-person. I guess we'll kind of see about the in-person part, but that is the plan so far. So that's nice. I do miss E3. I do think that Summer Games Fest, while it's great, and while you know a lot of developers hold their own showcases in June just because it's June and that's E3 time, even if there isn't technically an E3 I do think that having E3 is better (laughs) than whatever we have going on right now. It just feels kind of messy right now. So hopefully next year E3 is really good and it brings a bit more organization. (laughs) Just the specific feeling that E3 has, I don't think we've had this year. But anyway... Um, Some more news. So Fire Emblem Three Hopes. It's coming out very soon, actually. I know I haven't been thinking about it much because it comes out the same day as I, the Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative, which is obviously my priority. (laughs) Um, However, it does come out really soon, and they recently revealed that the Ashen Wolves are going to be in Fire Emblem Three Hopes. So the Ashen Wolves are kind of like their own house, not really. They're a DLC. If you played the Fire Emblem Three Houses <laughs> DLC, you will have met the Ashen Wolves. There's four characters, not a big house, <laughs> but I do really like them and they're returning in Fire Emblem Three Hopes and I really like their character redesigns. I think they probably have the best ones out of like all the different houses and I mean, there's only four characters, so maybe that's why, <laughs> but I really like them. I think they look great and I'm really happy to see them return because I personally, I did not expect that, so... Hell yeah. 
So then we get to the Summer Games Fest showcase, and this was hosted by Jeff Keighley. This is Jeff Keighley's thing, and this show ran, I want to say, about two hours long, and about two hours before the presentation actually started, there was a big leak. So we've been hearing rumors about the first Last of Us game getting a remake for quite some time now. This isn't really a surprise. However, it hadn't been announced yet, and about two hours <laughs> before the Summer Games Fest showcase with Jeff Keighley, it got leaked. And it was PlayStation that leaked it. It wasn't like this leaker. It was literally just they accidentally listed it. I think the trailer was out. There were screenshots that were out. The box art was out. It was like the whole announcement got leaked by PlayStation themselves. And so this trailer, this reveal, was at the very end <laughs> of Summer Games Fest Showcase, so that was a bit lackluster when it had been leaked. I think, you know, I don't know if it would have been a great thing to end on even if it hadn't been leaked, but it was just really unfortunate, and Jeff Keighley was on Twitter when it happened, and he just tweeted out this emoji with, like, like the hands in the air, like the shrug emoji type thing. It's just like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> So that really sucked. I did feel really bad for Jeff when that happened because it was PlayStation. It was PlayStation's fault. It was really embarrassing. But yeah, so The Last of Us is getting a remake. They're calling it The Last of Us Part 1. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, it doesn't look any different than the remaster, which it does. Like, I think you have to be kind of ignorant to say that it doesn't look different. It, there's a noticeable difference. You know, do I think that The Last of Us should have been remade? <laughs> Probably not. It definitely doesn't need a remake, especially when you compare it to so many other games, even Naughty Dog's own games, like, you know, the Jack series is a good example. It doesn't need a remake. However, it's not like this remake is adding nothing. It does look really good visually, and I think they also went back and I don't know if they redid certain motion capture or if the technology has just gotten better and so it looks a bit different. Um, some of the cutscenes, I think, have been, like, reframed and stuff. They've added some visual stuff. It's really mostly just visuals, although there, I think there are some gameplay adjustments, but it doesn't seem to be, you know, it's not like a Resident Evil 2 remake or, you know, Final Fantasy 7 remake by any means, and I don't think this needed to happen, <laughs> but for the people that enjoy The Last of Us, I'm sure they will really enjoy it, and they're calling it The Last of Us Part 1. Did I already mention that? I think I might have. Anyway, let's move on. So the real bulk of Summer Games Fest was a lot of space games and first-person shooters that didn't interest me, which is really unfortunate. And, you know, the consensus that I've seen on Twitter was that a lot of people felt this way. I don't know this trend where it seems like everyone wants to make space games now. And I think space games can be good. It's just these specific ones that they've been showing off lately. I'm like, I don't I don't care about any of this, and I think a lot of it is that they're first-person shooters, and I have motion sickness, <laughs> so any first-person game is pretty much off-limits to me. I just, I don't, I don't trust myself. I feel like they'll make me sick, and plus I just don't really like, I just don't like them. I don't like first-person games, especially shooters, and so that's, that was really unfortunate. It felt like too much of the same thing in this showcase, like I think some of these games would have been better off in a different showcase, and I think it just didn't feel like there was as much variety as a lot of people would have liked, so that kind of sucked. 
But moving on, there was a New Saints Row trailer, and they've released a demo for the New Saints Row game, and I have it downloaded on my PlayStation 5, but I haven't played it yet. It looked really good, so that's why I downloaded the demo. I haven't played any Saints Row games before, but this character creator looked really good. They, that was really what they were showing off in the, the trailer for Summer Games Fest, and I really want to check it out. I think it looks like a fun game. Like, will I actually end up buying it? I don't know. I probably won't buy it on release. I can, like, say that pretty certain. But, you know, when it's on sale sometime down the line, maybe I'll, maybe I'll play Saints Row for the first time. Because this game actually has caught my eye in a way that other Saints Row games have not. Or even just games of this kind. You know, I usually don't gravitate towards these types of games, but this one looks good. So, fingers crossed. Another thing that I really liked was that the Genshin Impact developers showed off two new games. And I think at least one of them has already been announced. Because I do remember seeing it somewhere before. And so these are Honkai Star Rail and Zenless Zone Zero. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be free to play gacha games like Genshin Impact. However, they have different aesthetics to them. So one of them is in space, I believe. <laughs> but it, it looks better than the other space games. Anyway, maybe it's just that I like the anime art style. Maybe that's all it is. And then there was another one that seemed to be, I don't want to say cyberpunk, I don't think that's the word, steampunk? I don't know, no, I'm, I'm like just throwing words out there. It has a different aesthetic that I can't think of a way to describe right now, probably because I haven't looked at it in a while, but both of these games really caught my eye, I really like the character designs, I like, I just like how it looks, the gameplay looks fun, I'm definitely gonna check them out whenever they come out. <laughs> because I did play Genshin Impact for a while and I did enjoy it, but now it's just like so difficult to get back into it after having not played for so long. But I really like these games. I'm gonna check them out when they come out. And yeah. So another game that was shown off at Summer Games Fest that actually did look kind of interesting. I think it was an indie game was American Arcadia. So shout out to that. And then we got a very small Soul Hackers 2 trailer. And if I'm remembering correctly, this was the first time that they have really shown off the English dub of the game, but it, it was such a short trailer to a point where I don't really know why they even showed it. It didn't, it didn't do anything for me. I am really interested in Soul Hackers 2. It just, that trailer, it wasn't great. It was like really short and did not show off anything that was like, ooh, great. So there was that. And that's really all that I have to say about the Summer Games Fest showcase. A lot of it I just wasn't interested in. And even the stuff I was interested in, it felt like the show overall was so badly paced and put together, to be quite frank. So, yeah, it was it was a show. It was a showcase. So, moving on from Summer Games Fest, we actually got... So, if you've been paying attention to sort of the marketing cycle of I, the Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative, you'll know that pretty much every night for a while, Spike Chunsoft has been tweeting these little videos... Um, of I, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. <laughs> I don't know if these things are actually going to be in the game. They seem like they're made just for marketing. But anyway, just these little, like, animated, like, 15-second cutscenes. And they tweeted <laughs> one, and it was Mizuki, main character Mizuki, I, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative, playing Virtue's Last Reward. <laughs> and so, this made me lose my mind as a Zero Escape fan. Um... When I, the Somnium Falls Nirvana Initiative first got announced, we saw Mizuki playing 999. <laughs> and in this little snippet that they released on Twitter, Mizuki is playing Virtue's Last Reward. And she says something funny about how I think Aiba is similar to Fi in a way. And I was just like, oh my god. Like, I lost my mind. 
Because y'all know how I am with Zero Escape, and especially with theorizing, like, are we getting a new Zero Escape game? Like, I don't really think so, but it seems more likely that we will at least get a port to Switch at some point. Fingers fucking crossed. Anime Expo is coming up, and Spike Chunsoft is going to be there, so I'm kind of, like, crossing my fingers that we're going to get some sort of Zero Escape on Switch announcement there. We will see. <laughs> I'm not, like, holding my breath, but... They keep showing off stuff. And so when <laughs> this came out, I was like losing my mind. And I tweeted at Uchikoshi as one does because he likes a lot of tweets and he replies to a lot of fan tweets. <laughs> and so I tweeted at him and I was like, hey, you know, Mizuki likes Zero Escape. Who do you think her favorite character would be? And Uchikoshi replied and he said, Mizuki's favorite character would probably be Kyle. <laughs> and... If you know anything about me and what I've been theorizing about Isomnium Files and Zero Escape for a while now with, like, Hidden Bats and just everything, you will know that that kind of made me lose my mind if you have, like, any understanding of sort of Zero Escape lore. Um, why it was very interesting that he said Kyle specifically, but, yeah, I felt like I was getting trolled by Uchikoshi when he said that. But anyway... Moving on, then we had the Xbox Showcase, and, well, the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, I should say. I didn't put that in my outline, but it was Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. And this show was so much better than Summer Games Fest. Like, so, 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 so much better. It was so much better. It was well-paced. It had good trailers. Even though there was nothing in it that really stood out to me, it made me really hype. Overall, it felt like a better show. <laughs> and... Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, everything that was shown in it is supposed to be releasing within the next year, so that's also really cool. I really liked that, and so just some highlights for myself personally was As Dusk Falls, and this game kind of has like a weird art style. I wasn't sure how to feel about it, but it is um, a narrative game. Like, I think they called it a visual novel, but it doesn't seem that way. It seems more like uh, a movie. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know if they actually had like, you know, text boxes or anything I haven't watched the trailer in a while but it has branching timelines it just it looks good it's I don't want to say it's giving zero escape because that's a bit of a stretch <laughs> but it has similar gameplay mechanics it looks like and the story interests me so maybe I'll check it out at some point but I thought it looked cool we also got to see more of Starfield and I don't know how I feel about this so it's not my type of game to begin with but some things that Todd Howard said alarmed me. And the main thing was that he started talking about how there is so much planets, there's so many systems. And what they actually had officially on Twitter was there's over 100 systems and 1,000 planets. And this, this is a lot. That's a lot. To me, that is more content than this game probably needs, especially on release. And it just reminded me so much of No Man's Sky. And I think a lot of people... That, also thought that because when No Man's Sky was first being marketed, that was the thing that there's like these a huge amount of planets. I don't I don't think it was infinite, but it was like these huge amount of planets. And then what ended up happening was that a lot of them were just kind of samey. They weren't that interesting, randomly generated. Like it was just kind of boring. It wasn't fun. And No Man's Sky flopped when it released because of that. And I think you know I'm not saying that Starfield is going to be the exact thing. 
that that exact thing is going to happen like it did with No Man's Sky, but it did, um, it did unsettle me a little bit. That seems like a lot of content, and I'm not quite sure how you can make over a thousand planets that all have a unique feeling in one game, you know? It's, I don't know, I'm, that kind of, that took me back. <laughs> But anyway, another game that caught my eye in this showcase was The Last Case of Benedict Fox. If you haven't watched the trailer for this, I highly recommend it. It looked really interesting. I don't remember much about it <laughs> to, like, describe it, but I remember I liked it. So go watch it if you have not seen it already because it looked really cool. And then we also got an announcement that Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal are all going to be coming to Xbox. So that's really cool. We also got announcements that are going to be coming to PlayStation 5 and I believe Steam as well and Windows, just not Switch <laughs> because it's Atlas and Atlas doesn't know how to make proper decisions, I, I guess. And so, I mean, we're getting ports. A lot of people have been asking this for this for this for a while and you know, I'm glad that more people are going to be able to experience these games because they're all really good. I'm just, I'm not sure why they're not coming to Switch, especially um, Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden. I do, I don't know how Persona 5 Royal would be on Switch. They might do the cloud version or something, which a lot of people aren't going to be happy with anyway. But I do think it's weird that Persona 3 and Persona 4 aren't coming to Switch. And it's also interesting that they're porting Persona 3 Portable and not Persona 3 Fez. There's a lot of debate on what is actually the better version of Persona 3. However... I think it was one of my first podcast episodes I talked about how we need a definitive version of Persona 3, like maybe a remake, or just some sort of remaster that combines the content from Portable and Fez, because there's no definitive way to play Persona 3. There's different pros and cons to both versions, and it's, I don't know, no one's ever really going to be happy <laughs> unless they port both, and even then, I don't think people would be happy because then you have to play through both games to get everything. It just kind of sucks, <laughs> but more people are going to be able to play Persona, so that's cool. And then we also got an announcement, a confirmation, this has been rumored for a while, um, confirmation that Kojima is working with Microsoft for an Xbox exclusive. I don't know if they actually said exclusive, but I think it's an exclusive. And so that's been rumored for a while. We didn't get to see any of it. We don't have a title. We don't, we didn't see literally anything of it, not told anything about it other than that it exists, so... That was, that was okay. And then the last game that I want to talk about was Ravenlock. And this game looked really cool. It kind of reminded me of like the RPG maker horror games that I've played. I don't really think that this is going to be a horror game, but just the way that it was set up, like it kind of reminded me of Eve in a way. <laughs> um, it looked really cool. If you haven't watched the trailer for that, I also highly recommend watching it. It looked really cool. I like the visuals. It looks like it's just going to be fun to play and explore in. So if you haven't watched that trailer... I recommend it. But moving on once again, so this is just, I'm not going to focus too much on Hidden Bats since I do have a video coming out very soon about a lot of Hidden Bats, um, but just as an update for you. So last podcast, I talked about how Iris and Cairo were the new people in this round and we had hashtag Cairo sweep. <laughs> so they had a Twitter poll for the balance experiment this time with Iris and Cairo and Cairo sweeped. It was like, I think he was 54% and Iris would have been like 46. So um, Iris has disappeared from this world. 
and Cairo survived, so happy for him. <laughs> Sorry, Iris. And then the Hidden Bats website updated after that, and they had a new video on there which teases that there's going to be a final Nirvana spell in Nirvana Initiative somewhere, so... Hidden Bats isn't, like, technically over, but it's kind of over. We just have the one more spell, and it said something like, if you want to get a full understanding of, you know, the purpose of this experiment, find the last Nirvana spell. So, that's cool. But I'm sad <laughs> that Hidden Bats isn't, you know, it was, like, a routine for me at 11 p.m. every night to, like, go on the Ushikoshi Somnium Discord or go on Twitter and, you know, read all the tweets as they're happening for 21 minutes. And now that's that's done because there's no more participants. There's no more balance experiments or anything. So that's kind of sad, but it was really fun while it lasted. <laughs> and then we also got an announcement that there's going to be costume DLC in I, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. And these are for Aiba and Tama. And they showed off a few different ones. So there's like a horror, a horror one, a horror set. I don't know what to call it. And they have like different masks. And one of them is the Zero mask from Zero Escape. So once again, they keep teasing me. There's also a set with kimonos. And what was the other one? Oh, it's just, it's like the monochrome set. So Aiba has um, like a black outfit. Tama has a white one. Whereas usually Aiba has white and Tama has black. Anyway, they actually look really cool. I want to buy them. <laughs> I, I really, I really like that costume DLC. And then the last big bit of news we had was that there was a Final Fantasy VII, I think it was 25th anniversary showcase. Yeah, 25 years, which is wild. So they had a showcase for Final Fantasy VII. It was about 10 minutes long. And the first thing they showed off was just new merchandise, you know, whatever. <laughs> And then they shut off Ever Crisis. So it's been a while since we've seen any, anything about Ever Crisis. And Ever Crisis is sort of the Final Fantasy VII remake for mobile. <laughs> um, free to play, I believe. And it's, you know, obviously it's not like Seven Remake. It's more, I believe it's going to be more of, um, what's, what was the word I was just thinking of? More of like a proper retelling of the original compilation and not the remake stuff. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's how they originally announced it. So we saw more of Ever Crisis, and there's going to be a beta sometime this year, so that's very exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. And we did see that Ever Crisis has costumes, which, like, made me very excited. They showed, I believe, Cloud in his Advent Children outfit. Then they showed Aerith in, like, what looked to be this really, like, wedding dress almost. Like, it was white and had some purple in it. It was beautiful. We saw Tifa in a different outfit as well. It was, like, a purple kind of, like, sweater, it looks like. And, oh my god, it was so pretty. <laughs> so that really caught my eye as someone that loves seeing characters in different outfits, especially in, like, those, like, free-to-play gotcha games. That's, like, my favorite thing is the outfits. And so I'm really looking forward to Ever Crisis now, especially because of the different outfits. <gasps> but anyway, there were much bigger announcements. So the next thing that got announced was that Crisis Core is going to be getting a remaster slash remake. They're calling it a remaster, but it does seem like more of a remake in some ways. So this is called Crisis Core Reunion. And if you're a Final Fantasy fan, or even if you're not, you also might just heard that Crisis Core has been trapped on the PSP for many, many years now. And it's such a beloved game, I think, in the compilation. I think it's probably, I think, 
after the original Final Fantasy VII and, like, now remake, I think it's probably the most beloved game in the compilation. And so, man, <laughs> we've been asking for this for so long, and a lot of people just wanted a plain remaster, you know? Just give me HD, the same game. You don't have to do much to it. Like, I would have gladly done that. However, like, they're really going full out on this, so they seem to have re-recorded pretty much all of the English voice acting. I'm not entirely sure about Japanese, but I'm, I'm assuming they've also done it. And they have the seven remake voice actors, so, and not the original compilation ones, which, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, I do really love Aerith's remake voice actor, so she's great. She sounds great. Aerith also looks adorable in Crisis Core. Um, it's, like, very... It's not... Um, super obvious, but she does look a bit younger in Crisis Core. Like, you can tell they made some adjustments to her remake model, and I'm like, oh, like, I love her so much. <laughs> and, yeah, we also have Zack's voice actor, which, like, I really, I really miss his original Crisis Core Advent Children voice actor. I think he's the perfect Zack, and I do, like, I am sad that it's not him doing it. I don't know how I feel about his new voice actor, I hope he just kind of gets better with the role as he progresses through it, as a lot of voice actors have. You know, I think of the Kingdom Hearts series and some characters, you know, first appearances in the series and then, you know, how they sound in Kingdom Hearts 3 and it's completely different. It's so much better. You know, they grow with the character and as also as a voice actor and it just gets better. Um, so I'm hoping that that also kind of happens with Zack's voice actor <laughs> because I really miss his original. And even if, you know it's, it never really hits the same. I do hope that it at least gets better. <laughs> but yeah, so new voice acting, new, like, character models that are um, on par with Remake, and just the entire game looks so much better. I believe I also saw on Twitter that they've, like, re-recorded a lot of the music for it, which I, I'm so excited to hear that, because Crisis Core, I think, has a wonderful, wonderful soundtrack, probably one of my favorites, and man, I just, I love Crisis Core. <laughs> and so I'm really, really looking forward to playing this. It is releasing this winter. So that could be, you know, December 2022. It could be later in 2023. But I'm very excited. I think this is more than anyone asked for. I think a lot of people just wanted, you know, your typical remaster. But they're giving us a lot. Although, you know what is interesting as well is that apparently Gact is still voicing Genesis in Japanese. So, that's interesting. I like that. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm I'm super, super excited to play this. Ah! <laughs> and then, the final announcement that we got about Final Fantasy VII was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has been announced. And so, this is part two, continuing on from Remake. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people were saying, myself included, that, you know, it's not just going to be Remake Part 2. Like, that's so boring. It's going to be Re-something. It's going to be a new subtitle. And so it's Rebirth, and it looks great. Like, I can't wait to see more of it. We got to see a bit of the Nibelheim flashback sequence that happens in Calm. So it's, like, Cloud and Sephiroth, they're Nibelheim. It looks fantastic, and I, I believe that's all we saw. And what really blew my mind <laughs> was that this is going to be releasing next winter, so end of 2023, early 2024, which I think is sooner than I expected, to be quite honest. I didn't think it would come that soon. And there is always a chance 
that it could get delayed, <laughs> but I feel good about it. I'm, I'm so excited to play this and get my hands on it and see more of it. I'm glad it has officially been announced. And the last thing, the, like the last, last thing was they confirmed that Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to have three parts. And so we didn't know how much this was going to be before. Personally, I was kind of thinking they would have four parts <laughs> just because of how big and expansive the first one was. However, they have confirmed that is going to be three parts. So Final Fantasy VII Remake, Rebirth, and then whatever the next one will be. So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very happy. I love Final Fantasy VII, as many of you know. And also, I did a reaction video to this. I streamed it as it was happening, the showcase, and then later I uploaded my reaction video to YouTube. So if you want to see my reaction to all of those amazing announcements live, um, that's on YouTube now as well if you'd like to watch it. But yeah, super excited for the future of Final Fantasy VII. So let's talk about what I have been playing. So I finished Fire Emblem Three Houses Golden Deer Route, and it was it was good. <laughs> like, um, Edelgard's Route was the first one that I did in Three Houses, and it's shorter than every other route. I won't go into details about that because I don't know if it's like kind of spoilery, but it's a bit shorter than all the other routes. So I was glad to see um, a bit of what happens after and some of the stuff that I hadn't known about before but like I don't know I have mixed feelings about it. I liked it <laughs> like it wasn't bad but I don't know it's just a lot to replay a game <laughs> and like I don't know it's just it's different when you first play it and then when you play through it again with kind of a different perspective but I did really like the characters I will say that and I did romance with Dorothea but yeah I finished that and I've also been playing a lot of ensemble stars so Ensemble Stars English version released, th was it this week? It, it, it was, oh my god, yeah, I think it was only like five days ago. <laughs> it was June 16th, yeah, four days ago is the time that I'm recording this, and I've been playing a lot of it. I really like it. Y'all know how I like my mobile rhythm gotcha idol games, <laughs> and so this one came out, and I really, really love it, and I knew I would. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for so long. And, you know, I had, I was pre-registered for it. I pre-ordered it. I love it. I'm just, I'm loving it. <laughs> I like the music. I like the gameplay. I like the gotcha. I like the cards. I like the characters. I like the story. I'm just, I'm very happy to finally get to play Ensemble Stars. <laughs> and also, I've been playing some Final Fantasy XIV. So, they currently have a free 96-hour campaign running. I believe, I want to say it's till the end of June. I could be wrong. But if you are like me, and you have paid for Final Fantasy XIV, and uh, you want to return to it, they have a campaign on right now where you get a few days for free. If you want to jump back into it, now's a great time. I am still working on Heavensward. I have done quite a lot, it feels like, in the main story just over these past few days. I still have, I think, two more days of playtime, <laughs> and yeah, I'm really loving it. I'm like, should I renew my subscription? Should I do that, like, for the summer? Because that's what I did last summer. I played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, and so I'm kind of thinking about doing that, but I want to wait until Nirvana Initiative, until I finish that, because that's going to take up a lot of my time, <laughs> and I want to really maximize my subscription, you know, because I'm paying for it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I'm at the, the main scenario quest is, like, level 58 right now. I'm, like, level 60. 
but is at level 58 right now. And so I think I'm getting towards the end of a base Heaven Sword. Obviously not like the patch stuff, but base, I'm also getting towards the end. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> and oh, it was such a learning curve getting back into it though, because I play as a summoner and with Endwalker, they did so much to summoner. They really changed it up. And so I'm like kind of relearning how to do the summoner job because I changed so much of it. So that was a learning curve, but I think I got it now. I don't really know for sure, but I think I got it. I haven't been struggling in any of the dungeons or, you know, raids that I've done so far. So I think I'm good, but yeah, no one's gotten mad at me yet. So, you know, that's good. <laughs> I also replayed a bit of the first I of Somnium Files game in preparation for Nirvana Initiative. I haven't finished that replay yet, but man, that game is so good. And like, Man, if you haven't played Eye of the Somnium Files, I can't recommend it enough. Even going back to it, I was kind of surprised by how good it is, even though, like, I already knew. <laughs> but it's just so charming. It's, like, such... A, like, the dialogue is so goofy, but the story is so serious. But it never... It never feels, like, jarring in a way. Um, and the characters are so good. The dialogue is so good. The music is so good. It looks pretty. It has an amazing story. The characters are entertaining. Like, I cannot recommend it enough please play Eye of the Somnium Files. <laughs> please. Um, it's on Game Pass and it does often go on sale on, you know, PSN, Switch. It's on Xbox, Xbox, I assume. Yeah, because it's on Game Pass. Yes. And also Steam, also Steam. And there's also a demo. If you are not sure, there is an Eye of the Somnium Files demo available on, I think, all those platforms or at least, you know, PSN and Switch. So, highly highly recommend. So let's move on to the question segment because that's all I've been playing. <laughs> I haven't really been playing much else. I did, I've been still playing a bit of Ratchet and Clank going Commando, but not enough to really have any new thoughts on it. So for this episode's question, I asked y'all, it's not E3 season. There's been a lot of new game trailers and announcements these past few weeks. Are there any trailers slash announcements that got you excited? What did you think of the different showcases or presentations? Tell me all about it. So there's been a lot that's been going on. So Adam, the wonderful Adam, <laughs> says The Last of Us looks better than I expected. Glad there was an update on the multiplayer. Xbox was surprisingly good. Lots of variety. Hollow Knight Silk Song coming in the coming in the next year is my personal favorite thing. Sony State of Play was also pretty good. The actual Summer Games Fest Jeffy's was all right. And yeah, I agree with that. It was all right. It wasn't like anything special. It kind of, I don't want to say it was a letdown, but it kind of was, <laughs> to be honest. And then Trenton says, I definitely have to bring up the Final Fantasy VII event yesterday. While I'm not big into the mobile games announced, the two remakes being confirmed, Crisis Core this year, and the confirmation that the remake project will be a trilogy was exciting as well. And I will say it's not technically confirmed to be this year. It's just this winter. So that could be January, but still, it's it's sooner than I would have expected, and I'm very, very excited about it. And then V says, all the FF7 stuff, my Zach Aerith shipper heart is beating, and I'm so well-fed right now. Stray, give me cute cat game now. And yeah, I don't think it's a surprise that a lot of my audience, a lot of my friends, a lot of y'all are saying Final Fantasy VII, because y'all know I love Final Fantasy, and just like minds. We are like-minded. <laughs> also, Stray looks adorable. And then Tyler says, the games that got me excited were obviously a chance to double slash triple dip on Persona games, Redfall, Final Fantasy 16, High on Life, 
Erebon and Witchfire. The Sony state of play was better than I expected. Spidey on PC, 16, Resident Evil Village, and Resident Evil 4 updates. I think people are being really weird and blowing The Last of Us Part 1 stuff out of proportions. The Xbox Bethesda show was decent. I only really liked six things from it, but there was enough there for everyone. Starfield looks promising, but there's no way I'm buying a Bethesda game made at launch. <laughs> PC gaming show was a mess. I didn't watch PC gaming show, by the way, but I'm not surprised. That's usually why I don't watch it. <laughs> And then Tyler says, controversial, but I'm really excited by all the Overwatch 2 news we got this week. The FF7 show was good for fans, of which I am not, but still happy for those that are. And yeah, I, yeah, buying a Bethesda game at launch seems like quite the gamble <laughs> from what I have heard. And also, yeah, the state of play was better than I expected. Like, I don't expect much from state of plays because I'm not going to lie, usually it's a lot of like double A or, like, just flops, to be completely honest. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a really good state of play where, you know, in the past we've had, like, Final Fantasy VII shown off or, like, they announced Resident Evil 3 remake there. Like, they've had some good stuff in the past, but it feels like the past couple ones hadn't been that great. And so I'm, I was surprised that this state of play was really good where it had 16 and Resident Evil 4. So, yeah. Agree, Tyler. <laughs> And then Thronier says, Arc 2, been waiting for that game for a while. Also, Monster Hunter Rise's DLC, Sunbreak. I'm happy for you, Thronier. Whenever I think of Arc 2, I'm just forever going to think of Vin Diesel. <laughs> That's all I can think of. And then Clock Party said, Stray. And then James said, Crisis Core on Switch, Stray, and Final Fantasy 16. And that, I forgot to mention that. So Crisis Core is like very much multi-platform. It is available on Switch, I believe PS4, PS5, like Xbox One, Xbox Series, Steam. It is like coming out everywhere. Although Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is only coming out on PlayStation 5, which I'm okay with that. But yeah, I was surprised by the fact that Crisis Core is going to be everywhere. And I, I would have expected that if it was the regular remaster that like I had been envisioning of just, you know, HD upscale of the original game you know, original voice acting, not much has changed really, but no, it's like this huge thing it would seem and it's coming everywhere. So that's very exciting. And then Andre says, you know what I'm going to say? I'm still thinking of the Final Fantasy 16 trailer. It looked so intense. I like the Xbox showcase because they showed a lot of indies, which is always much appreciated to give them the spotlight. And yeah, I think the Xbox showcase was really well done out of like the bigger presentations. So I really liked that. And Final Fantasy 16, I, it looks so good. I really need to see more of 16. Like, I'm just, I'm craving it. <laughs> as much as I'm excited about, you know, Crisis Core and Seven Rebirth, I don't feel like I need to see more of them right now. And, you know, I, I have a vague idea of, you know, I know what Crisis Core is and I have a vague idea of what's going to happen in like the next seven game. But 16 is just so new. And like, I feel like I'm probably more excited for that than the Final Fantasy Seven stuff even though, you know, Seven tugs at my heartstrings and, you know, nostalgia and everything, I think I'm more excited to see, you know, the future of Final Fantasy with 16. And yeah, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very excited to see more of that for sure. And then Stevie says, Resident Evil 4 Remake. It's not really needed because OG4 holds up well, but it's top five game of all time for me. So that's a day one buy. Stray also looks very cute. And yeah, I'm really excited. I, will I play Resident Evil 4 Remake? I have Resident Evil 2 Remake, and I have played a bit of the original Resident Evil 4. I really want to go back to it because I do think it holds up pretty well. 
and I just, I got pissed off once. I think her name is Ashley. Once she got introduced and I had to take care of her, I was like, oh, it's like a constant assist mission. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I can do this. But now I want to go back to it because I do think that the remake is going to be really cool. Also, Leon is nice to look at. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Resident Evil 4 remake looks fantastic. So might go back to it. The original, I mean. And then Richard says Resident Evil 4 remake. I just knew after the RE2 remake, after the RE2 remake, that it was coming. And that's another game that I have to get back to. I started Resident Evil 2 remake, um, but I didn't get too far into it. Maybe like around Halloween time, because that's like the only time that I really play horror games or get into horror in general is like October. So maybe that's what I'll do this October coming up. And then Kokiri says the remake for Crisis Core. Never played Crisis Core and can't wait to try it. And yeah, like Crisis Core really is not accessible because it was just on PSP. And obviously you can emulate the PSP pretty easily, but you know, piracy, all those type of emulation, all that type of thing. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people don't have a PSP. Literally, my PSP is basically useless now because my PSP was essentially like my Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep and Crisis Core Machine. That Those were the two reasons that I bought my PSP. <laughs> and now they are both on different platforms, are going to be on different platforms. Although I do, I just saw like the City of Games and the Final Fantasy IV, like, I don't know if it's a remaster, but I have some stuff on the PSP. I don't regret my purchase. That was the first console, like handheld, whatever, gaming system, gaming hardware that I ever bought was my my purple PSP that came with a Hannah Montana UMD. <laughs> anyway, it was worth it. Crisis Core is great. And I'm excited that more people are going to finally be able to play it because it really is so good. And it's such like, pardon my pun, it's, I feel like, such a core part of the Final Fantasy VII compilation. <laughs> But move, moving on from what I just said, um, Jay, <laughs> Jay says, so definitely excited for Crisis Core. I love Final Fantasy VII. Haven't gotten around to it yet. So perfect time. Yay. More, more Crisis Core people are going to get to play Crisis Core for the first time. That's, that's very nice. Um, Jay also says, also Silksong finally got acknowledged. So not an announcement, but I'm happy as hell. And I know they didn't give any release date stuff for Silksong, but it was shown in the Xbox and Bethesda showcase where they did clarify that everything is going to be released within the next year. So, hey, within the next year, hopefully. <laughs> and then Falsey says, more intrigued and excited for the new trailers slash announcements. The showcases have rated for me as good Xbox Square indie games to just outright bad Summer Games Fest PC Gamer and Sonic yeah, Summer Games Fest was really rough this year. Like, I think it was probably one of the roughest Jeff Keighley shows I've ever seen, to be completely honest. And I do think some of that is a bit subjective, but, like, generally, from what I saw on Twitter, no one really seemed to be, like, going out to bat for Summer Games Fest, so. But yeah, Xbox Xbox was really good. The Final Fantasy VII one was really good. And I didn't get to watch indie games or PC Gamer or Sonic, but yeah, I... Hell yeah. Some of it was good. Some of it was bad. That's just the way it is, I guess. And my personal answer is going to be the seven showcase. Um, it was only 10 minutes long. It didn't waste my time at all. You know, everything they showed off was felt like it was for me. Um, I really enjoyed the announcements. Like I said, it didn't waste my time like another thing. Um, and it was really good. So that was definitely my favorite showcase. And 
you know, announcement-wise, obviously the Final Fantasy VII stuff, but also Final Fantasy XVI looks fantastic, and I can't wait to hear more about that. And some of the indie games as well that I talked about were really interesting, and Resident Evil 4 Remake looks great, so that's where I stand on things. If I had to pick, <laughs> if I had to pick, I think my favorite game would be Final Fantasy XVI, but my favorite showcase was Final Fantasy VII Showcase, so that's where I'm at with things. <laughs> But anyway, I've tried to keep this podcast a bit on the shorter side because last last episode was so long and I really need to get to work on my Hidden Bats video. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Uh, man, I'm so excited for Adesanya and Files Nirvana Initiative. Only a few more days, although I don't think I'm going to get it in time because for some reason my Amazon my Amazon order doesn't have, like, release date delivery, at least not that I know of, and so I think it's going to, like, ship on June 24th and not beforehand. We'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed, because I really want to play it on release. <laughs> I really, really want to play it on release, but I don't, I don't know if I will, so might be waiting until, like, Monday or Tuesday to play it but it's fine. I'll live. I'll, I'll survive. I've waited this long. I can wait a few more days. I just hope I don't get spoiled, but, um, yeah, here's your reminder. If you're playing either Sonya Files Fauna Initiative, please be sure to tag your spoilers. Don't spoil me. I, I will be very upset, but anyway, <laughs> I've gone on long enough, so let's wrap up this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Luna's Galaxy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'll be back on Tuesday, July 5th for the next episode where we'll be discussing who knows what. If you want to be a part of the Luna's Galaxy community, you can join our Discord, Discord? Discord server? Our Discord server. <laughs> link in the description. You can also keep up with me on Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch, or I'm at Emiluna Games. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.